Hello, and welcome to the Heaven Bound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Thank you so much for joining us today on the journey. Roger, we have been talking next steps. We started this series with what are the next steps for the new Christian? We moved from there, next steps for the graduate. From there, next steps for the newlywed couple. I've been encouraged by how many have let us know it has been helpful one way or another to them. This is the last Friday in May, and we're talking about some final steps. Absolutely. The final step. And that's a step that all of us are going to take. And I think there's some great passages and ideas we can talk about with that. I want to give you a name. The name is Gene Surin. And most people don't have an idea who he is, but he did something significant in 1972. He was the last human being to walk on the face of the moon. And we know the first man, Neil Armstrong, but there was the last man. And when we go through the Bible, we see that there's a lot of last times, last words that Jesus spoke before he ascended to heaven. The last time the Apostle Paul met with the elders at Ephesus, Acts chapter 20. And all of us go through seasons of life when we come to a conclusion of things. You have that last child who graduates from high school. You have the last child who moves out of the house. You have your last day of work before you retire. There's a lot of conclusions in our life. And that's part of life. We, we move on from one point to another point. But the Bible also tells us that unless the Lord comes first, it's appointed a man once to die, and then comes a judgment. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. And so what we want to do in this, in this lesson is talk about some principles we need to remind ourselves of as we think about our final step. What, what's coming and what we need to do in relationship to our walk with God. And I think, I think that the natural passage we would go to is 2 Timothy chapter 4, where we find these are the last sentences the Apostle Paul would write through inspiration as he writes to uh, the young preacher Timothy. He says in verse 6, 7, and 8, From our way being poured out as a drink offering, the time of my departure has come. That word departure means exit. And so he knew his exit from this place was coming. I have fought a good fight. I have finished a course. I have kept the faith. In the future, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who loved his appearing. And so when we look at those words, particularly verse 7, where we have that triplet of I have, I have fought, I have finished, I have kept. One of the first things that comes to our mind as we think about the final step and what we should do is learn to finish strong. Uh, it's easy, and a lot of people start things, but they don't finish them. How many books are around the house that we started reading a book, but we never finished it? Started a movie, and we didn't finish it. There's all these house projects we're going to do, but we just never finished. Some people start a college degree, and then they never finish it and get that degree. Some people do this and do that. You know, all, the, all the plans. One of these days, I'm going to do this. And, you know, life can be filled with those things. But when we talk about our walk with Jesus, you got to finish there's no prize for 
coming in second place. There's no T-shirts for those who started and didn't finish. To not finish means you don't make it. And so one of the great principles we learn here is that I have finished the course. That's what the apostle says. He started it, and then he completed it. And that's a great admonition for all of us as we think about the next step coming for us. Roger, you read from 2 Timothy 4. You started in verse 6. It's interesting, tragically interesting to me that just a few lines above that, the apostle, of course, he's writing to Timothy And he warns him that there are some disciples of Jesus who will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. That is not the way to finish. I know that we're talking about the the finishing of our lives, but... I can only look forward to the future even beyond this life with hope if I don't wander off into what's not true, if I if I always listen to God, I I never fail to listen to His instruction and correction and reproof and and all of those things. And so we're not just talking about the end of our time on this earth, but we're talking about walking with Jesus through that finish line. Absolutely, because. Uh Millions and millions have died. I mean, you walk through any cemetery. In a lot of little towns, a cemetery has more people in them than the town does. And so it's nothing to say, well, okay, we're going to finish. We're going to die. That's natural. But to finish spiritually, that's the point we're driving at here and to see that. Now, right after this, you mentioned the verses right before this, but right after this, Paul also says in verse 10, for Demas, having loved this present world, has deserted me. And and, and he abandoned the things that he was supposed to be doing. So as a Christian, uh, I've got to finish what I started with Jesus. I've got to keep my faith going until he calls me home. I've got to keep my light shining. I've got to keep uh, spreading the salt that God has within me. I've got to keep doing all these things, being active as I can until the very end. Now, as one ages, things change. And and we know that uh, somebody in their 80s cannot do what somebody in their 20s can do. Physically, that's true. Sometimes that's true mentally. But there's still things that we can do. And sometimes as you have seasoned in the Lord and you've grown in wisdom and experience, that's one of the best things you can do is to share that and help others and be that encouraging voice. A lot of young people haven't been through scary times. We senior citizens, we've seen this before. This is not the first time we've seen these things. And so that voice of calm, that voice of trust is something that, again, we need to see. Finish strong with the Lord powerful concept as we think about that. Second principle is to leave footprints for others to follow. And again, I think that comes out of this passage when Paul says, in the future, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all those who loved his appearing. All throughout his writings, he would encourage people to follow his example. Be imitators of me, he would say to the Corinthians. Or the things you've seen and heard and been taught by me, he would tell the Philippians. Practice these things. And so it's one thing to finish, but we need to remind ourselves that we're leaving a legacy. 
and whether our family, the congregation, people will remember how serious the Lord was as they look at our lives. People will remember how attractive we've made the Lord by the choices of our life. And so that is another powerful principle to leave the footprints, leave them easy so others can see this is the way of God. This is the right way. You don't have to go out to the far country like the prodigal did. You don't have to make all these wrong choices. Here is a sure way. I have followed that Follow the steps I've left for you. In many ways, that's what Paul is doing in this letter that we're reading from, right? Writing to young Timothy. Earlier, first verse of 2 Timothy chapter 4, he says, I charge you. And that's exactly what we're talking about. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, you preach the word. You be ready in season and out of season. You reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming, as you read, Roger, uh, th- there was going to be difficulty, right? It, it, it was not always going to be easy to be a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. And Paul is writing with this keen awareness, my race is coming to an end. My departure is very nearly here, but the race of life is going to go on. And so as I hear this, read this, I think of Paul in terms of a relay runner. His portion of the race is coming to an end. He has faithfully carried that baton that he received from others. Now, in a very real sense, he is delivering that baton to Timothy. There is no greater legacy than that. You know, uh, one of the games on now, it's, it's on tablets and computers and things, is that game called Wordle. Yes. And a lot of people are doing that. I, I do it <laughs> once in a while. But, you know, it, it starts off with uh, five blank spaces where you put in letters. So you just guess. You just got to type in the word. And if you get the right letter, it's going to show in the right place. If you get a letter that's right but it's the wrong place, it's going to color that. And then you keep guessing and guessing. Pretty soon you, you're down here and, okay, I think it's going to be this word. And you put – God doesn't do it that way. God doesn't say, okay, uh, here I am. Guess what you have to do. And I might say, well, this is the right principle but it's in the wrong place. Or this is the right place. Now follow what's next. He doesn't do that. And neither should we to our families. We shouldn't say, well, you know, I hope you make it to heaven. Uh, good luck. We should leave footprints. This is, this is how you do this. This is how God is approved by walking faithfully with him. Worship should be a major part of our life, and it should be demonstrated that to our family and our friends. And the reading of God's word and the connection and fellowship to one another, those are significant things that, that we should see. And when a person looks at our lives, they should say, that was meaningful to him. So we define this person's life. That was a huge thing in his life, and that should be obvious as we've left these footprints for others to see and to follow. I would suggest that it has never been easier to leave or to study footprints. I mean, we just live in an incredible time where even, Roger, just within the context of our church family, I'm just pulling up here. Let me make sure I get it right. This is episode number 357 of this podcast 
each one of those episodes, in a sense, is a footprint. You know, that's that's one of the amazing things about a podcast setup. It's not like live radio that, well, if you missed it, you missed it. Uh, every single one of those is archived. We have thousands of sermons available just on the website of our own church family, not even to begin considering the the sermon archives that are freely available to us, not only from this generation, but previous generations. Our access to books in paper and digital forms it has never been easier to study the footprints of people who loved God with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. We need to take good advantage of those. And let's just throw a couple of the numbers out there. You have over 200 video building blocks that just deal with the basic concepts of what it means to be a disciple. We have over 3,000 jump starts that's all recorded there as you, a person can go and read those. So, so it's, just, it's just a storehouse of information. And you and I, as we have worked to produce that, are walking in the footprints of those before us. Absolutely. And, and we think about, uh, you know, like the crisis we're facing in America right now, there's can't find baby formula. And, and before that, just a couple of years ago, no one could find toilet paper and, and, and how people were getting kind of desperate. Uh, there's no spiritual wilderness here. Uh, the, the wealth of information is there. Uh, if you like to read, there are blogs. If you're not into reading but you want to watch something, then there are videos. If you want to do either one, you want to just listen, there are podcasts. I mean, we, we've got every type of uh, avenue available, and they are footprints to help us. These are things that can be shared among other people in your life as we think about trying to help one another. We need to leave this place better than we found it. And that means our family's stronger. That means the church is stronger. That means we've been more active as we try to do the steps of God. Now, a third principle, as we think about what Paul said in 2 Timothy, I fought, I've kept, all those concepts about knowing that the next step, the final step was coming, is that we need to have the hope of heaven near and dear to our hearts. And and that would be demonstrated. He knew the crown of righteousness was awaiting him. That wasn't crossing fingers and picking four-leaf clovers. He knew because God had promised that to the righteous. And when we walk with God, that is a, something that is assured. Uh, he would write to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 2. He says, For indeed in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. That was always his desire. Uh, to the Philippians, he said he, he was hard-pressed. Stay here on earth. You need me. I need to help you. But if it's selfish, I'd rather get out of this place and be with the Lord. And so part of this next step is always realizing that the next step is not the cemetery. The next step is heaven with God and how the walk of faithfulness will take us there when we've done what God wants us to. I appreciate you highlighting that. And I don't think we can overemphasize how powerful it is that this man, as he writes, says in one breath, the time of my departure has come. And in the very next breath, speaks of in the future. We are surrounded by people who 
here who say themselves, well, my departure has come and that's the end. We, we see it on television. We see it in movies. We see it in books. People who reach the end of their lives and, and have an awareness many times, uh, I'm on my way out and this is the end. But the apostle realizes, okay, this is the last mile of the way here. But he speaks in the very next breath of what he is expecting in the future. There's a reason why in our churches for generations we've sung this old hymn. If I walk in the pathway of duty, if I work till the close of the day, I shall see the great king in his beauty when I've gone the last mile of the way. We go through final steps prior to, Roger, as you so frequently describe it, and accurately, powerfully so, that door of death, but that is not our end. Absolutely not. That that door opens to something else. And it opens to the world where God is, where we want to be. It opens to a world that's different than this world. So when we think about going on to heaven, it's not just taking the things in this world that I like and carrying it over there. I'm going to take my puppy dog with me. I'm going to take chocolate with me. And I'm going to go over there and just be on roller coasters. And that, that that's a materialistic, selfish concept of heaven. Heaven is God's house, and it's going to be adorned with the things of God. And so this door of death, as it opens to us, we realize we will be in the presence of God, and that is not just a temporary thing. That's where we will be forever. And what a wonderful concept to have hope and understanding that it doesn't matter what happens here. I'm going to go to heaven. And no one can take that away from me unless I drop the ball myself. To walk with God, to experience the things of God, and to help others see this is what's really important. It doesn't matter how much stuff you have here, because everything here is going to stay here, except us. And that's what we need to see when we walk with the Lord. You know, I, I the more that I think about this language in Second Timothy 4, uh, the more powerful I think it becomes that not only does he say, my departure has come, but this is what I'm expecting next. He believes with all of his heart, he won't pass through that door alone. He he says in, you referenced a few verses later, him talking about Demas in love with this present world has deserted me and gone to Galatia. He goes on to describe several who were no longer with him. He uh, stood trial. There were very harrowing and difficult circumstances. He even says, no one came to stand by me at my first defense But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me. And he goes on to profess in verse 18, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. People are afraid of death. They are afraid of these final steps that we're talking about. But how powerful to listen to the testimony of Scripture that even in that most vulnerable of hours, we are not alone. And and to realize, you know, oftentimes I've heard this from so many people, that as they get close to that end, they 
They just worry whether they have done enough, been good enough, done this, done that, and they forget the grace of God. We, we, none of us have done enough. None of us can ever do enough. None of us have been everywhere we're supposed to have been. But the grace of God gets us through there as we walk with him. It's, it's our faith. It's his grace. And together, that will make it possible for us. And so uh, the idea of death should not scare a Christian. The idea that it's just a passageway, just as birth was a passageway to bring me into this place, death is just a passageway to get me from this place to where God's at. And when we look at it that way, I think we focus too much upon the door, we focus too much upon the fear of death, and we realize our our Lord, our Savior, he died first, and he, he experienced death, never to die again the first fruits of the resurrection. And so shall we be when we have that faith and that hope with him. Powerful things as we think about what's coming. And we can we can just visualize and focus upon the scary part of that, that I'm going to just get old and lose my teeth and lose my sight and lose my mind. And, that you know, go beyond that. And to think about the last step will be in the presence of God, Revelation 22, verse 4, we shall see his face. Can you imagine that? And can you imagine what that would be like to be with God forever? One of my favorite thoughts is in Mark chapter 5, when Jesus brings that synagogue official's little girl back to life. She had died, and everyone was put out of the room but the mother, father, Peter, James, and John, and Jesus. And the Bible says Jesus took her by the hand and said to her, little girl, I say to you, arise. Her eyes opened, and I expect the very first person she saw was a smiling Jesus. And I like to think that when we close our eyes here and we open them on the other side of that door, the first person we'll see is that smiling Jesus. Boy, that's comforting to me. And it makes us realize I just want to try harder, do more, and be everywhere I can for Jesus because of what he has prepared for us. The next steps. This has been an encouraging series to me. And if I could just make one more recommendation, next steps, thinking about next steps is really what wisdom is all about. And if you would like to take this a step further and make it more personal, could I recommend tomorrow? Saturday. Our daily Bible reading on Saturdays is always from the book of Proverbs. This past Saturday, we wrapped up Proverbs 31. Lord willing, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow's Bible reading is from Proverbs chapter 1. And I know of no book in the Bible that gets you thinking more practically about next steps and wisely about next steps than the book of Proverbs. Check that out and read the Bible right along with us. Roger, thanks for joining me today and throughout this series. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound Podcast. We hope it's helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for the journey. Always remember, when you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven bound, and the best is always yet to come.